process podcast episode 228 i almost forgot uh mm. what episode it is surprisingly i feel like that's every day for me <laughs> the only the only the only way that i know what number we're on is because i'll write it down in this little notebook each time to yeah. do show notes and i always write like episode whatever the number is and then show notes so at least that way i can hopefully kind of remember yeah but we've never, I, we've never fucked that up. I don't think. No, I don't think so. I always go back into like the folder where I have all the audio files that I save, and then I always keep like the the previous one, so I just see where where we left off. I guess. Oh, is that how you do it? Wow. Yeah, that's what I remember. That's ballsy, though. Like, I don't, I don't think I would have the. I would feel like I'm gonna delete something, you know, or like delete something by what accident, do you mean? or like, like a delete the file or write the wrong number sequence i would mm. write like 200 and i'd do a typo and i'd have like two episodes of 227 in a row and then everything just gets thrown off i guess it's worked so far but we'll see yeah we've got air table <laughs> air table's been fantastic we've got a few ways to keep track yeah exactly exactly but uh finally the end of the week we had nick on yesterday he... which is pretty fucking fantastic haven't chatted to him in a while still honestly pissed off about the fact that none of us were consulted to go to uh vancouver but that's the ego that's the ego getting in the way yeah yeah it is and to but, be honest it's nice to have i i wouldn't go because i can't I can't can't take the time off work yeah me neither so you know what that's all good it's all good i'm sure they're gonna have a fantastic we'll go time. on a trip we'll we'll do a trip eventually don't worry We'll if, go on a bigger trip, if. though. Remember when I ranted about the fucking... I think I ranted about it being pissed off about people that use the word if. Have some fucking yeah. confidence. Hey, that was my... Because of the word if, because of my usage of the word if, mm-hmm. I am now not... I'm still not an owner of a Porsche because of that word. You want to tell that story? Um, Yeah, I know we talked about it yesterday before we started, but uh, I guess like two days ago now my dad calls me upstairs he's like zach you gotta you gotta go look what's off on kijiji right now i'm like okay i run upstairs so I've never see my never hear my dad that excited i'm like okay <laughs> it's like what's wrong with you and like literally like the ad just went up and it was wow. a nine a porsche 944 one of my dream cars in cambridge was wild it was it was a rough one yes but it was like 1600 bucks and it had like the right wheels on it that you want the wheels that i guess i don't know if they were like a special option or like certain models had certain didn't but like Mm -hmm. the wheels are really sought after and you can go on kijiji and see people selling just those wheels for like a thousand or two thousand bucks so it was like even if i bought the thing and didn't keep it because it was so rough i could sell the wheels and make at least the money back right and so we asked the guy if we go see it He's like, oh, I'm busy tonight. You know, come tomorrow. And he wanted to come to like yesterday morning. And we're like, well, no, I'm at work. What like, time in the morning? Like a nine? Or like seven, seven thirty. What? What? Fucking psychopath? 
he's probably before his before work i guess for him i don't know and then we're like no nah, after after 4 30 so when i'm done work and then i get home and my dad are getting ready to go out to drive to have a look at it and my dad's like let me just message the guy real quick to make sure we're cool he's cool with us coming to see it now and he had changed the posting and it is sold and i'm like no fucking oh. way and it was a second guessing. I knew I had a gut feeling. I was like, this is a good buy. I'm not going to lose money on it. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of potential. And yet I use the word if mm. I was like, what if this is not a good idea? Mm. And then now look, it obviously was worth the money because someone went and bought it right away <laughs> when less, Literally less than right a day away. later, less than a day later. Right. So I was like, it's me using if and being and thinking too much about the future sometimes, I think. I think if makes like if is a good word to use. I remember Paul Reynolds from Spin Master when Sean and I were doing the project together. Uh, he would say, "Ask yourselves the question: What if this? What if X plus Y did this? Or what if right. X did this to Y to make it do Z or Z, whatever the fuck? Mm-hmm. And or like." Another example of the way that he used the word was, um, what if XYZ didn't exist? Or what if blah, blah, blah could go there? As I'm like opening the potential up to different things within, again, this is Spin Master, so it's for, for toy design. and But it was more around like the story of what you're building with these, with these toys. And yeah obviously a very attractive thing and we kind of channeled a little bit of it but i think our interpretation of it was still s- not literal is the wrong word but more direct actually i think is the right, right way of putting it it was a more direct way um but i don't know i just feel like if if is a word that hold like look at you it held you back right from buying the car yeah i i wonder do you think um because I'm already thinking of the title for the episode of just we should just call it the power of if. Okay, I like it. I feel like maybe that's like a future book if my ego gets if big is enough. It's a weird I'm like, word, isn't it? It's I like need two to, fucking letters. Yeah, I'd be if. like, I'm, 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 my ego is big enough. Like, I want to write a book and I want to call it the power of if. Mm. Because, like, what I was going to say is, do you think there is a time and isn't a time for if? Like, mm. because. Like you're saying, when it comes to more ideation or, you know, storytelling, kind of the more earlier on in a process of solving an issue, solving a problem, if is really powerful and almost necessary, mm-hmm. right? Because without if, how do you know if you've explored certain avenues, right? Like you were saying sure. for feedback yeah. from Spin Master, if you and Sean have like, feel like you've thought of everything. And then he comes to you and he's like, what if that and that? Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, yeah. And if you didn't ask didn't what if, if you didn't ask what if, then like you don't even open the possibility of thinking of other ideas. Exactly. And other possibilities and variations, whatever, right? But then later on on a project, maybe like what if becomes like, well, we don't have time for what if. We've already We've already decided what is. Yeah, you know, now might might not be the time to still question the if, mm-hmm. right? And that mm-hmm. becomes 
kind of a bit in the way, kind of like with me. Or, yeah, there's you know, definitely something. there's definitely a time and a place for it. And I think the the way that I perceive it and the way that I interpret that question is knowing when I think it's almost more important to know when is the correct time to use a use if or not use if like you're saying if something has yeah. been design locked and no changes are going to be made and no changes can be made you're not going to ask what if we did this because then you're just that guy in the room but yeah. if you're but if you find yourself at the early stage of a process the ideation stage you're coming up with concepts you may then say what if we went and explored this direction what if we went and explored that direction yeah and now that opens up a whole other boatload of ideas that you can go down the route and explore yeah and maybe into like development as well like i'm thinking another example of like chroma like at the beginning we needed to be like what if what if we made a chair with rope yeah. and without cushions and all this stuff right that's va that's a valuable time a good time to use it and then but if we're like roping the final models and we're like what if we did this and it's like no we literally have already cut everything we've sanded everything like we've stained everything like we're we're finishing it up now we can't do it that not, now is not the time to waste time saying if now's the time to get it done right and those questions would come up people would bring it up yeah. whether it was myself or you or seb or zach or not zach you you're zach sean Yes, they would be. They would get brought up, and one of us. I think I did this a lot. Was, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, and I'm just projecting. But I feel like I would try and shut that down early. The yeah. what if in the later stages of things, when things were solidified, to yeah. again prevent that time wasting. Not time wasting, but going back and making unnecessary changes to seemingly frivolous decisions there was yeah like times yeah. when we had to like when we had to right. take out that middle post and put in that seat support bar yeah. to go across we had to do that but then again that's an example of identifying when is an appropriate time right because sometimes yeah maybe even later in the stage like there's a problem comes up you got to go back you got to resort to the if to figure yeah. out well how do we solve this but there's times where you're like well we just got to get it done like there's a deadline we just have to get it done mm -hmm. you know get it finished i think like i think it's it's funny I've never i've never realized it like that before like the power of if like that's actually like i like phrasing it that yeah. way because yeah. when i'm thinking of like say for me clay project that was really what what bruce is trying to like chisel into her brains was like, don't, don't think of like, I'm going to design a pretty car or a race car or an off-road vehicle or, or a, you know, a small eco-friendly, small footprint city car or whatever. That's why he really liked the idea I came up with because it was so specific. It was like, you didn't start thinking of ideas. You didn't start from like the point of, hmm, what makes a good looking car or what would be a cool race car? Instead, it was like, what if... I was a tourist on a tropical island and I wanted to travel around the island, but also like feel free to like take in the environment and take pictures and videos or whenever I want of whatever I Go want. Go at your own pace. You know, that's like the phrasing of the, of like 
how you're thinking about things, the structure of it is very different. And ultimately, I think, opens up a lot of ideas, right? Like, not just like, what if I, you know, what if I did a race car is different mm-hmm. from like, what if this person needed to do this? Exactly. Very different. Because now it's like focus and yet broad. You know, mm-hmm. he, I don't know. It's kind of actually liking how we just brought that up out of nowhere. Like, yeah. it's like your cool way of phrasing it. Like the power of yeah. if. You know, yeah. ask yourself if. And know when and knowing when to ask yourself if and when is yeah. when is the appropriate time to question and when is I think I think for me when I brought it up yesterday, it was more around like co- confidence of things happening. That's right. one thing that's always pissed me off. Is people are like, oh well, you can't be sure, like like we don't we don't know what could happen. The pandemic is a fantastic example of that. Yeah, you know, plans were made to take place, say like April or May or whatever the fact, and mm-hmm. then the pandemic hits and everything goes to shit. You know, and you can't yeah. control that. You can't control the pandemic. But people are, I don't know. For me, it's it's maybe it's a conf or it's a want to over control things which i think is also valid yeah but there's also like if you don't put in any effort into it into whatever this thing is into making it happen it won't happen if you just give up on right. it because of something that's perceivably outside of your control mm-hmm. yes you may not be able to go to this restaurant and have dinner with 10 of your closest friends because the restaurant's closed and we're in a global pandemic but why don't you all like order food into the house or make your own fucking food and everyone gets around and does a video call instead and you can all still hang out and maybe right. you get drinks as opposed to saying, well, what if the, what if the restaurant's closed and then the restaurant is closed? It's like, oh, well we can't do it anymore. So no, you fucking can still do it. You just need to right. like compromise, be willing to compromise and like right. go, go like, there's a thing in the road. Go around the thing in the road. Just because there's a roadblock right. there doesn't mean like there's not an alternate route. It may be bumpy and it may be uncomfortable, but you can still get around. Yeah. You know? See, yeah, I think like, that's yeah. It's it just go on, it, go on, sorry. it it pisses me off. Not that sounds like fucking, <laughs> it pisses you off. Sounds like I'm like <laughs> Tony Robbins about to manhandle everybody. But the the lack of I don't know, I don't even know what the word is. It's because it's not motivation. confidence. Confidence in well, I think, I think motivation is a bit, but but confidence in making your own decisions. Yes, that's exactly what it is, and making a decision happen, making something happen, you know. Right, and the drive to do that, the in, may, to the intrinsic to executing drive. it, to execute, executing yeah. the idea. I see. That's why I think exactly we're like the opposite, and that kind of works. Yeah, to our benefit because like me being a natural like procrastinator and stuff. I ask what if too much, mm-hmm. right? Like I, t- to try and use the example you said, you know, oh, there's a obstacle on the road, just go around it. Mm-hmm. To me, I'd be like, well, what if like, what if you can't get around the obstacle? Or what if there is no other way around? Or what if the obstacle yeah. gets moved? What if yeah. this gets fixed? What if we can just go through? Or what if, you know, mm-hmm. and next, you know, you're you're spending a lot of time asking what if. Whereas most time your kind of point of view to that is like, well, you just go around. 
you know, there is that what figure, if, however, figure out a way, go around. And it's like the two opposites where it's like, I think both have advantages and disadvantages, obviously. It's yes, finding, so. it's it's understanding when to use each, I think, right? Where exactly. it becomes, where it becomes difficult, right? Because mm-hmm. again, in like a design, you know, process kind of setting. Yeah, obviously at the beginning, a lot of what ifs, asking yourself, that's probably good. Close to the end of the design, you want to, a more less what ifs and more just we're getting done mm-hmm. but there's a lot in the middle where it's like well when do you use it when do you not use it right like kind of in limbo you want to be like well no i'm confident with this idea and i'm going to go with it but then that goes into a whole other thing of like well how you know is being completely confident good like do you want to not ask what if like mm-hmm. you know it's kind of an interesting um thing because i think we both found it right like there's times obviously there's a lot of times where i get kicked in the ass by my own procrastination yeah but then there's also some times where you know depending on what the the task is but like i get a lot of really good ideas out of asking myself what if Mm -hmm. and that's Mm -hmm. where i feel really strong and then there's times with you just going really for it and getting it done that's obviously really paid off but then maybe sometimes you miss something because yeah. you just wanted because you just went right for it because you were so confident. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. It's it's interesting how I guess it's I guess it's one of those many things that just takes a lot of experience to build up that that, you know, confidence and like, well, the confidence in the confidence, you know? Yeah. How learning do you know to trust, when to learning to trust that confidence and the fact that it's yeah. not just like you're your ego telling you that no yeah you are good at this because you did xyz and you got this mark in whatever class yeah it's yeah like you, it's like you said having confidence in the confidence yeah having confidence in your own confidence to yeah do something. that's better you know whatever whatever it is whether it's setting up like we were talking about planning for the go-karting thing so oh, what if some people can't make it I don't give a fuck if people can't make it. Ask them, and if they can't make it, then they're off the table, and then it, it's not my concern. If they can't make it, I can't control that. It's out of my it's out of my wheelhouse. I can't do anything about it. But starting off right. by saying, "What if? Well, what if? What if Ben can't make it?" It's like, well, we're already starting off on the back foot. Why don't we assume that? Yeah, Ben's going to go because Ben loves spending time with his friends and absolutely loves like coming and hanging out and riding go-karts with everybody. Let's just assume that off the bat. Why not have the best intentions at the front of mind? I sound like Maho. Why not have the best intentions at the at the front of your mind at the start and just go for okay. it from there? If things change, things change. Then then it teaches you to be able to adapt. Right. You know? Cuz that's another thing when like a shitty situation comes up and then it happens and you freak out. It's like the more that that happens, it's like exposure therapy. The more times to use the, like the, the subject of rejection, whether that's in a relationship or you're asking someone for help on the street, or you're asking someone for a job in a random store, you go into like 10 stores and say, can I have a job? Can I have a job? Can I have a job? And each time they say no, the 10th no is a lot easier to take than the first one. Same thing. If you go on 10 dates and they all reject you, you're probably pretty fucking depressing, but the 10th rejection that you get is a lot easier to take than the first rejection that you get. Right. 
And I don't know how that relates at all because my mind just went. Well, on no, I, I, there, no, I think that makes sense though. It's like, because yeah, if you're so, and that's why I think it kind of gets interesting of like knowing when to mix the two approaches, because, mm-hmm. what if you're so confident from the from the start, and you have that one plan because you you're just confident, and then something does like shit does hit the fan, a pandemic, right? Do you? Do you then do you have to step back and ask what if? You know, if you keep going, are you going to miss out on asking what if? But if you ask what if, are you going to miss out on going forward? Mm. Right? It's My default is to always figure out a, a monster <laughs> compromise, no matter how right. logistically challenging it is. Like, oh yeah, well, we were going to drive to this, this place that's two hours away, but um, our car is broken down. It's like okay, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna bike for the first fifty kilometers, <laughs> and then we're gonna we're, then we're gonna take an Uber from there right. to this McDonald's, and from the McDonald's, I'm gonna have five bikes shipped to that McDonald's, and then we're gonna open them up. We're gonna build them there, yeah. and then we're gonna ride our bicycles. And th- and that's the thing that approach you get a solution fast, and you probably get one that works, but it might not be the best one. Definitely not. Right. <laughs> But, but then the other way, asking what if, you might get the best solution, but it takes a long time, and you're probably gonna have to think of a lot of different ones, and narrow it down. Right, each have their own like. Again, going back to what we're saying, knowing when to use each one. Certain situation, mm-hmm. you don't need the best; you need the quickest. And in yeah. some other situations, you want the best or the closest to the best, and time isn't such an yeah. issue, right? interesting fuck that was you wrap you fucking clean that up nice put a little fucking bow on that bing perfect pack her down that was beautiful Hell yeah. i'm gonna i'm gonna cap that there yeah. we've got a bit of a hectic day so yeah. uh we're gonna cap it there ladies and gentlemen thank you very much for listening we really appreciate it interesting concept that kind of came out of nowhere very power much of if um yeah let us know send us an email if that was somewhat interesting or if you disagree or if you agree mm-hmm. or if you experienced doubt in using the word if um or if anything resonated uh, and you can send that to hi.theprocesspodcast at gmail.com and zach watson yes sir what is our instagram account name process underscore underscore podcast <sighs> very spicy very spicy ladies and gentlemen thank you very much for listening have a fan fantastic yeah. weekend And we'll see you on Monday. Peace. The process.